Hey there, welcome to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You're going to hear inspiring stories of men and women who are embracing their top five Clifton strengths in all kinds of ways. You'll be encouraged to understand more about what's so great about you. Learn how knowing, developing, and living more moments using your strengths can bring you joy and purpose in your life. I'm your host, Barbara Colwell. Hi there. Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths. I am so excited for you to meet and hear from my good friend, Paola, and she lives in France, and I'm so eager for you to get to know her and hear a little bit about her strengths and how they're showing up for her in her life, in her family, and in her ministry. Welcome, Paola. Thank you, Barbara. Yeah, thank you. It's uh, very nice to be here yes. chatting with I- my friend. I always love whenever we connect, you always make me laugh and you always have, we just always have good conversations. So this is going to be fun. Well, tell me a little bit about you, where you live, your family and what you do. Well, uh, we live in France, uh, married to Keith, who is from uh, the U.S. I'm from Chile, actually. I lived in Mexico for 10 years. That's where we met. Keith and I met there and got married and now we're here in France working with crew. I mean, we were working with crew in Mexico as well. Uh, that's how we met, working together. And we have three boys, 16, 14, and 9. Perfect. Well, tell me a little bit um, about how we first connected. I know you mentioned when our family moved to Jalapa, and that's, I don't remember exactly how we first connected, but just our crew world yeah. there. What, what's your memory of that? I remember that you and Warren and the girls came and uh, yeah, I, I guess we just came to work with us in uh, Jalapa for the, I mean, the year 2000, year 2000. And uh, well, this is interesting because I know we're going to talk about my uh, strengths later, but I think <laughs> one of my strengths showed up right away and that was deliberative. Oh. Yeah. This is uh, going to be a, a surprise, surprise, Barbara, because you don't know this. Oh, so, <laughs> so I saw you guys coming and, uh, you know, the Morgans were there, but they weren't there uh, the summer. They were in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and you went to uh, stay in their house. Yes. So my deliberate said, who are these people? Why are they taking over? Oh, <laughs> that was the first couple hours, you know, just seeing you from far and never talked to you. Oh, before, before then, we even got there. Before you were, we even, uh, you know, any, nothing. It was like, I didn't know you. So I just had this suspicion. Of what? Who are these oh. people? Are they going to be here instead of Morgans? Who, who are they? Yeah, and, I can understand that. But then I met you, Barbara, and we connected right away. And you disarmed all my, you know, <laughs> all <laughs> my barriers and obstacles. And yeah, I loved you right away. I mean, you, yeah. I think your personality and mine really connected well, and Warren too. I mean, he's yeah, really funny, and uh, yeah. So that's how we met, and then we just started hanging out a lot, talking a lot, going to aerobics together. Uh, that, that was, that was fun. really fun. I remember yeah. um, just getting up early in the morning and walking up those big hills to go to that little tiny yeah. place. Yeah, and laughing and that I don't was, know. Yeah. That was that a was really fun. sweet memory. It, yeah, I have to say that that was my, of my years in, in Jalapa, I guess, or 
almost all my life, I think. It's one of the best years of my life. And it's because, it, I mean, you were there and it was fun and Keith was there. I met Keith, you know. Y'all were so starting it was to like, like each other. I was, I mean, it was a full life. It was just very good. Ministry was going well. I don't know. It was just, when I think about year 2000, Y2K, you know. Uh-huh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's just, uh, yeah, I have a lot of good memories and you're part of them. So, yeah, it was good. Very good. That's great. I think one of the things for me that um, why we bonded so easily is that you spoke English so well. And um, even though you came from Chile, but just that, you know, obviously you, we take for granted when you can talk to someone yeah. in your own mm-hmm. language. And mm-hmm. so I felt yeah. like I kind of had the advantage of being able just to speak in English. And I mean, we. I don't know if we talked Spanish some, but I mean, I definitely grew in my Spanish skills that year, but I don't know. You're just fun and enjoyable. And, um, so I, yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah. I hope, uh, I didn't, I wasn't an obstacle for you to learn Spanish, but (laughs) no, yeah, it was, it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, um, tell a little bit about, um, how you and Keith decided to move to France. I mean, you're from Chile and you lived mm-hmm. in Mexico and he's from the U S like, yeah. how did that happen? Yeah. It's a very, it's a long story, but it's also, it took place uh, during like many years because it started like a little seed or something that happened actually that year, 2000. Isn't that interesting? Uh, Keith and I were uh, getting to know each other. You know, we were friends. We were not dating, but we're always hanging out together because we liked each other. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, I remember he asked me, he said, what would be the last country you would like to do missions, mm. where you would like to do missions? And I'm like, it just popped in my mind. I said, France. <laughs> gosh and I said and you and he said yeah and Keith said the same thing <laughs> this is unreal. the country that we had a lot of prejudice against you know mm-hmm. had a lot of prejudice against French people I don't know where I mean this is like there's a lot of movies and things that happen mm-hmm. that kind of give you ideas the wrong ideas I would say a lot of prejudice against uh, France mm-hmm. and the, the French in general and um, so yeah we were like, okay, no, we don't like France. We will never go there. <laughs> oh, so Don't ever was, say that out loud. Yeah. You know, yeah I know. I've learned after that. And uh, three years later, uh, after we got married, I mean, we got married in 2001, I remember that I really needed a hobby or something that was just not just working all the time. I mean, we did ministry full time. We didn't have kids and we were always working. So... I said, I'm going to do something uh, different just for me. And I decided to take French. And I don't know why French, but somehow I started to think a lot about studying a language. And French was of interest to me at that moment. And when I started, Keith said, I thought you didn't like French. (laughs) And I said, yeah, I know. I thought I didn't. But for some reason, I'm interested in learning a little bit. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. And it, I, 
I guess the school wasn't very strict, and I learned a little bit. But it was fun with the people there in the class. I enjoyed it. And one day, I was going back home from my class, and it just it felt popped in my mind. And I thought, what if we went and did missions in France? Wow. And I got home and I told Keith, and Keith looked at me very serious. You know, he was very serious. He <laughs> told me, you know, you're from Chile. I'm from the U.S. We live in Mexico. We don't speak French. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way. And I thought, oh, I was a little bit. Okay. Actually, yeah. I was, yeah. No, I was not very happy. I, I didn't like the, the very, you know, the no. Firm. Uh, yeah. Firm. No. Yeah. So I didn't say more. I didn't want to continue. And I just prayed a little prayer. I said, God, if this is from you. You will do something about it. We'll change Keith's heart and you will just, yeah, you will do it. And that's it. I'm not doing anything else. And I wasn't like crazy about going to France, but it was a little something there. And that was the year 2003. And we came to France in 2013, you know. So many things happened in the road that actually God did change Keith's heart. And in a way that I was not involved. And then, um, yeah, it was all God and do, during all those years. Until uh, 2011, we left. Uh, actually, 2008, we left Mexico. And then we went to Chile a little bit. Uh, that's another story. And then uh, in 2011, we started raising support to come to France. And finally, we made it two years later here in 2013 and then we started studying uh, French and it was now was for real I mean it was a very strict school and that's uh -huh. when there was no more fun it wasn't fun <laughs> French didn't wasn't fun anymore it became a nightmare oh now you live there and you gotta learn it I to had get all the groceries this, you know I had oh man it was just not yeah I'm still, I mean, we're still learning. I mean, it's a never ending. I mean, this is very complicated language. Mm. Yeah. So, wow. yeah, wow. that's how it happened. Yeah. That, that's an amazing story. I, I love hearing that. I, I kind of forget just the longevity of just that journey to get you to France. Yes. And, um, mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really neat. Yeah. I um, studied. French in high school for uh -huh. maybe two or three years. I was the French club chaplain. Oh, wow. It's like mm -hmm. I never really spoke French, but, you know, it was something to add to my little list of things I did. Yeah. So, um, but. Um, well, you should come wow. sometime here, visit. And yeah. Use it. Sweet, we, we, we. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, um, Let's dive into what your um, top five Clifton strengths are. But thank you so much for sharing that. And I think some of the little parts of that might come out as you tell a little more about what you've been learning about uh -huh. your strengths. Mm -hmm. So tell us what they are and just kind of what that strength journey has been like for you. Mm -hmm. Well, the first one is communication. Second is deliberative. Then is woo. Uh, the fourth is uh, harmony, and then last one, restorative. As you've kind of understood what they are, what, is, what have you been learning about uh -huh. that? Definitely. I mean, the communication, the deliberative, the, the one that didn't right away was the harmony. 
I just didn't understand very well what it meant because mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm a very harmony person. Like mm-hmm. I freak out about things. Um, you know, and when I was growing up uh, at home uh, with my parents and my siblings, I was the one who was always kind of stirring the, you know, making things stirring a the little pot. bit more. <laughs> stirring mm-hmm. the pot. Yeah. <laughs> so quite a bit. I could so, see that. Yeah. So I don't know. I was like, what? Harmony? Like I didn't bring harmony, really. I just, but then I started thinking and reading more about what it means. And I saw all this about like building consensus and trying to help people to kind of uh, come to an agreement or um, get along. I don't know. I did quite a, I mean, the reason I stirred the pot many times was because I was trying to do that. And to I get didn't, the, get yeah, to get attention, yeah, to get attention mm-hmm. of people and see, you know, I, I we need to work something here. And growing up, there was a lot of, uh, yeah, consensus needed, and mm-hmm. uh, at home, nice and, way to put it, yeah. So I, as a little kid, you don't know how to do it. So I guess I was trying to do it my way, the only way mm-hmm. I knew, and um, I don't think I was. I really achieved anything, but I tried. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I I understood it. And uh, now harmony makes more sense. Restorative, mm-hmm. I still, I mean, I understand it, but I am trying to see how I use it. If I'm really, I do like to really try to solve all my problems, um, think a lot about them. Sometimes if I have a problem or I see something that needs a solution, I kind of uh, shut my mind to everything else and I'm a little bit more thinking and thinking and trying to solve something, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see that then. And I like it because I see the deliberative, seeing the potential problems but also the restorative that is trying to solve them you know so mm-hmm. i don't have everything figured out uh, but i'm yeah i'm learning yeah i took mm-hmm. this test in 2000 i'm trying to remember what year is this okay 15 i think it was 2015 mm-hmm. and the reason i took it was because i was getting older and i felt that i didn't know myself very well mm. So I really wanted to know more. Uh, I've taken other tests that haven't been that clear to me sometimes. But this one kind of like added to those uh, other tests and uh, uh, learning about the stre- my strengths and my talents. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm on the road to do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, yeah, that's interesting what you're saying uh, as you're growing up and I can kind of see how they all weave together like you were saying even in your home as a Mm -hmm. child it's like yeah you 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 easily talk to people and like to be expressive but um just like with your woo you love to meet people you love Mm -hmm. to meet new people but then the restorative it's like well there's some troubles at home or whatever that looked like, but Uh Mm -hmm. I don't just feeling the um, maybe kind of the weight of that. And I don't know, I just need to kind of think Mm -hmm. of that. And, um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I'd love to know a little more about how your deliberative kind of 
shows up in everyday life? Like, what is what is that like for you? Uh huh. Well, uh, to give an example, I'm gonna talk more about how in my marriage that how that comes out. Like, I'm the deliberative, the more like half empty, that cup half empty. My husband is more the futuristic, the half full cup, you know. Uh-huh. So, and I have to say that many times I tell him, you know, it's good thing I'm here because otherwise it would be disastrous in our family. He <laughs> over optimistic, thinking that everything is going to work out. And many times it does, but many times it doesn't. And thank God I'm here. I think because, <laughs> yeah, that saves the family. That saves us. Yes. So I don't really have any, the truth is that I don't have any problem with being a half empty cup or whatever, you know, you want to call it. Uh huh. I think it's just, um, it has Gift served me really well. It has served me really well in my life. I think being cautious, being, I mean, I'm not overly, I'm not fearful all the time, but I am cautious and has served me really well um, in my life growing up. With my, oh my, you know, I became a believer at 21, and there were many times I could have done many really stupid things, but I think my deliberative was there, and I thought well before doing certain things, and I, mm. I have to say that it saved me from uh, really bad decisions. So, yeah, it's been good. I there's a negative part. Sometimes, like every other strength, I think I think there's a dark side, and but uh, just having friends, having my husband, having just people around me helps me sometimes to maybe take risks. Sometimes uh-huh. when I I should, and yeah, so that's pretty much how it is in my everyday life. I can I could give you another other examples, but. Yeah, that's that's, mm-hmm. that's really good because I I think it is a strength that um, not as many people have, but I mm-hmm. think it helps just just the way that you describe that. So people that maybe don't mm-hmm. know about it or aren't mm-hmm. around that can understand like, yeah, that's really valuable, and I need to lean into people that have that. Yeah, yeah, so. I do believe every government, all governments, should have people like me. <laughs> yeah, to keep the countries from disaster. No, um, that's true. Yes. I think, yeah. yeah. You know, I love country music. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> to my husband's detriment, I mean, he doesn't like it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> okay. My first, the first time I I heard a, a country music was uh, Kenny Rogers. Uh huh. You know, he's got. Good wise words about, and I think it <laughs> describes deliberative a little bit. You gotta know okay. when to hold them. You when you gotta know when to fold them. You gotta know when to run away or walk away, and you gotta know when to run. So that's oh. kind of like for me a good that your theme theme song. Yeah, yeah, that's my theme song as a deliberative. <laughs> I yeah. love that. Mm-hmm. That's so great. Yeah, country music. Well, um. I'm not sure this totally relates to deliberative, but maybe a little uh-huh. bit. But I would love to hear just your experience of when the earthquake happened in Chile. And mm-hmm. I know that might seem a little random, but I'm sure your strengths kind of 
showed up in various ways during that experience that your family walked through. Can you tell about that? Yeah. Yeah, it was 11 years ago. And uh, so I said before that between Mexico and France, we went to Chile for two years. And the main reason we went was because my husband, Keith, who had visited Chile many times, been there on vacation, had never really lived there. Mm-hmm. So we thought, you know, he would like to know more me, my culture more. So we went there for two years to work with crew in Chile. And our sons were, the first two were uh, five and three that year of the earthquake. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, the weekend, it was summer and we ha- were just coming back from somewhere and somewhere and we were really tired, but I wanted to do something fun, you know, I like mm-hmm. fun. So, <laughs> uh, so I uh, said, why don't we go to the beach for the weekend? Uh, it's really close. It's like an hour ago and we can just uh, relax there. And then my husband is like, okay, you have a three-year-old and a five-year-old. I don't think it's going to be relaxing. I think we're going to be even more tired. So we didn't go. And thank goodness, because that was the one of the, why was the beach that got really, really hit by the earthquake, by the tsunami. Mm. Many people died there. So we didn't go, but I still wanted to do something fun. So I said, why don't I go to the city, to the capital, Santiago, and see my sister and do something with her, go shopping, do like, you know, relax a little bit. And you can stay here with the kids. So he said, yeah. So we did, and I went, and the first night I was there in Santiago was when the earthquake happened, and my husband was really close to the epicenter, Mm. so I felt it. I mean, it was really, I mean, it's an 8.8. Oh. So I I was in the 10th floor in my sister's apartment. It was, like, horrifying, but my my husband and the kids were like a lot closer to the epicenter. We, they were in the house, but they, I mean, they really, my kids don't remember that much by Keith. I mean, he, he will have more of more vivid uh, memories of that. Mm-hmm. So we were separated. They were, I mean, the phones were not working. There was no electricity, nothing. And for two and a half days, I didn't know if they were alive or, mm where they were and were they able to leave, uh, what happened, nothing. So for two and a half days, I was, um, yeah, very gosh, oh. scary moments. Yeah. And uh, I can't say, I, I don't know. I, I've been thinking uh, about what could it be that my deliberative came there, but I can't think of something. Well, Chile is hit by earthquake quite often. Mm-hmm. We, and I grew up in a family where... My mom and my dad always tell you to be prepared. I mean, we never did the Boy Scouts or anything, but or Girl Scouts, but we were prepared, <laughs> you know? So, uh-huh. and one of the things I always remember is to always have a full tank of gas. Mm. I, I hate to have a little bit of gas and go to bed, you know, and not have gas. I always still keep, keep it full because you don't ever know if there's going to be what's going to happen tomorrow or we'll wake up. And exactly mm. that's what happened. That the next day, the all the gas stations were saturated they had to close down there was no gas and people couldn't even leave to Gosh. safer to safer places but keith because of my you know pushing mm-hmm. had a full tank of gas 
So when the time came and the bridges were connected, he was able to leave the city, Concepcion, and go to my parents' house, which is more like in the south and more like countryside. So he could have water and, you know, company help with the kids and all that. So I could see that. And I remember that and uh, be prepared. I mean, even though sometimes it feels like Joe was expecting the worst, I, I think it's a it's a good thing. It's not yeah a problem. Mm-hmm. But well, yeah, that, that... you kind of made my heart race <laughs> as you're telling this story. Yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, I remember now. <laughs> wow, that was. I mean the, yeah, the noise that you hear when the earthquake mm. is happening and you're in the 10th floor in the building. I mean, the buildings in Chile are all built, they're ready for earthquakes. They well are built, okay. so they roll with it. It's a way, mm-hmm. it's a system, I don't know. So the building looks like it's going to totally crumble or fall over or something, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. So, but it's horrifying how you move and the noise and the, you know, the, all the, the car alarms going all over the city of 5 million people, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, Gosh. it's quite a, yeah. Oh yeah. It's a uh, quite a shocking event for sure. Yes. Gosh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, what a blessing that God protected. Yeah. Keith and the boys and mm-hmm. you. And um, I know it was neat for, us so many crew staff that were praying for you all around the world because yeah um yeah that was a blessing Mm -hmm. and i know it was neat to see even just kind of just the the opportunity to i think there was like t-shirts made or something Mm -hmm. what was that Mm -hmm. actually our national director in chile that you know christian he um had this contact with someone who was the sister of one of the, I know that was not the earthquake, Barbara. I think that's uh, we're both confused right now. That was the mines, the miners. That was the same year, but in, oh, in, that was a different incident. That was a different incident in the same okay. year. That was the miners that were trapped in a mine, okay. very at the bottom of bottom of bottom of the. I mean, I don't know how many miles yeah. down it was. Yeah, yeah, that's mm. a different one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I I got confused for a minute too, but no, no, that's another incident. It happened the same year. I mean, it was a very eventful year. Yeah. So I guess that's why it's easy to confuse the two events. Yeah. No, that's a different one. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, all that to say, I am grateful that you and your family are alive and safe and Mm -hmm. now in France. And yeah. um, But I think even kind of, painting back out about your strengths. Even I love just hearing your communication strength as you tell the story. I mean, it's easy to take that for granted, but just you make, um, and not, I mean, I did want to hear that story and it wasn't designed that way, but it's just, yeah, it's fun to hear how you are great with words and capturing people's attention because you make whatever you're telling really interesting and, not that you sat around and thought, oh, how am I going to tell that story? But um, mm-hmm. anyway, I think yeah. um, it's yeah. fun to see. And I imagine you use that strength a lot and you might even take it for granted, but just even probably in meetings or at home or 
um, mm -hmm. in everything you do because it it is your top strength. Yeah, and um, here in France, oh, I have to say though, at the beginning, it was a struggle to be able to communicate the way I wanted oh, because yeah. of French. Mm -hmm. So I had a hard time, I would say, my first two years here trying to uh, share um, my faith, for example, in the way that I usually do and mm -hmm. not feel self-conscious. You know, when you're an adult learning a new language, you're feeling more self-conscious than a kid. My kids learned it super fast right. and yeah. they didn't have any problems. But me, I think it was a little hard. I think I struggle quite a bit with that. And I don't anymore. I mean, I have an accent, a very strong accent. I mean, I have an accent in English too, but even in mm -hmm. Spanish now, <laughs> I have an accent in every language, uh, uh, even in my own. Um, but I enjoy meeting people. You know, I, I'm not, I can't say I meet people and they're my best friends. Like, you know, like who would say uh -huh. oh, everybody's a friend, but I like the challenge of mm -hmm. there was a lady here in a bakery that it's my favorite bakery here um it's like 10 minutes walking so i go off and then and she was very serious from the very beginning she would never mm -hmm. smile i mean many people here are like that sometimes uh -huh. especially when you're new in the neighborhood so she never smiled she never smiled for a long time and my goal <laughs> was to make <laughs> her smile and to finally you know to have her warm up to me Mm. and it happened one day what happened i just came home i was a happy person finally <laughs> so that's kind of like a little bit of my my day sometimes it's like to break the ice with someone who's just hard there are people hard. who are very hard very hard to break the ice with some people around here i bet you know so just to start the conversation just to have them i think there are a lot of deliberative people here in france i've told this mm. To Keith, they don't trust very easily, especially the mm -hmm. new, you know, the the French French who have been here for a long time. Uh huh. They it takes a while for them to warm up to the foreigners, and it's perseverance. Yeah. I would say that all the years of perseverance to come to France have served us really well for really persevere here once we are mm -hmm. here. Because I have to say that you need to be more perseverant to stay in this country. I mean, as we came, we came older with kids that mm -hmm. are older. Some people kind of came really young here as missionaries and they had their mm -hmm. kids here and they're, it's easier for them. But when you come here already with other experiences, <clears throat> with kids that are older uh, and you're older, it's, it's, a, it's harder. But uh, our all those years of perseverance before getting ready to come to France prepared us to be able to mm. stay here. Because the first two years, Barbara, I would say sometimes I just, uh, it feels like you want to pack your bags and yeah, go. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, really. Many times I felt, you know, this is really. <laughs> uh, it's just a still culture. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, I'm very thankful now. Uh, I wasn't thankful at, at the time for all those years, hard years, preparing to come here, raising support and persevering uh, because they have served us really well. To mm -hmm. They have trained us to be here. And yeah. Um, mm. Well, so. that's so neat to see. <clears throat> I think even like you're sharing about, you know, I think 
knowing you and what your strengths are and just the, the, the joy that you bring to the world, like with your communication and your woo. And we are just so endearing to people. And it's, it's fun to think about probably a lot of other people like that lady in the bakery that, um, just your presence is really um, opening doors and opportunities for them to, to kind of hear about who Jesus is. And so I think it's what a blessing it is for how God has made you to be in this, in that country for this time to, to really shine for him. And um, well, it's, it really is amazing to think of just, God's mm-hmm. handiwork in getting you all there. <laughs> like yeah, you're saying, like, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wow, where'd that come from? Yeah. But, um, exactly. To, yeah. To see just his care for the people that you get to reach out to is mm-hmm. just exciting. Yeah. Well, I have just a couple more uh-huh. questions. Um, I would love to know what advice you might give to any of our listeners who might have any of your strengths or know, or work with someone who has your strengths? Yeah. Well, um, after thinking about that, actually, um, I just came to mind the the fact that um, for many years, and even now a little bit, I think I, I tended to compare myself with others, maybe with people who had strengths that I admired, or even people who have my strengths, but had done a lot more with them than uh, mm-hmm. I have. And many, I mean, for many reasons, sometimes our stage in life and our responsibilities, I mean, the, the paths we've chosen. And even now, I think I, I sometimes I have, I, I'm tempted to uh, compare myself. So my advice would be, uh, risking of sounding repetitive maybe with other people that have talked about this is not to compare yourself and to really mm. embrace, as you say in your podcast, uh, who you are, who God uh-huh. made you. Because everyone, uh, every one of us is a reflection of uh, who God is. There's, there's, a lot, um, there's a little bit of I mean, all these strengths reflect God, who he is. And he put those strengths and those talents in us um so it's it's a little it's part of who he is so every time we uh despise or look down on our strengths and mm. it's kind of like we are looking down on him and on what he can do th- uh, through those strengths uh so it, it is kind of easy to forget the main purpose we have this that is not to be to look good with others or to feel like you know um like a hero or like someone important, mm. but it is to uh, reflect who God is and to fulfill whatever purpose uh, there is for us here with, with our talents, with who you, we are. And yeah, that is something that I'm preaching myself every day and I would advise others to do too, to think about that and, and to be more joyful. I think that's going to, help us to be more joyful. And I notice my husband tells me this a lot and he's been a source of uh, encouragement for me to see these talents uh, with different eyes. And mm-hmm. that brings a lot of joy to be able to 
um, look at my strengths as a gift. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Thank you so much. That, that is such great advice. And mm -hmm. I think you just hit it out of the ballpark of really <laughs> like, that's the essence of, yeah, what we're trying to, to get at. And for all of us, like God made mm -hmm. each one of us so uniquely mm -hmm. and wonderfully, but why do we keep looking around and think, well, they, mm, yeah, they mm -hmm. have this and I don't mm -hmm. have that, but exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think about you even just, um, you know, the times we've gotten to be together over the mm -hmm. years and just like, just being in your presence and being with who you are is just a gift to me. Mm -hmm. And it's not That's like great. I think That's oh, encouraging. she's mm -hmm. she's not she's not like Susie Q that can do this or that, but it's mm -hmm. just like I love you and I think you're awesome. And mm -hmm. it's like why can't we really believe that and mm -hmm. live through that each mm -hmm. day? And yeah, I I appreciate that answer because I think there's there's so many great things about each person, but mm -hmm. until we really accept and believe like you said that this is who God made me and this is my purpose is to bring him glory and uh -huh. help others know different parts of him that they can't know unless they know me yep exactly yeah mm, that's good well well said mm -hmm. yes oh well I have one last question okay um, mm -hmm. what has brought you joy lately or put a smile on your face well, um, lately this, I mean, this summer would be normally the summer we go to the United States for the, you know, we go every two years, but because of the pandemic, because of the house we just built and we decided to stay in France and we have been very busy actually, uh, working on our garden and uh, planting a hedge. And it's been really a joy for me to work with my kids, with my husband. I notice that all each one of us enjoys a specific part of the job. Like I'm mm -hmm. more of a digger. I like to dig to make a hole, <laughs> take uh -huh. out the rocks, and you know, it's like. And while I'm doing that, I think I'm exercising my communication because I'm I'm talking to myself and I'm making stories. <laughs> I'm telling a story, and an analogy of my work here in France, which is so much like digging. And, mm -hmm. and making the ground, you know, uh, good for planting because the ground is terrible here. You have to dig and put good dirt there and take out the rocks, take out, I mean, it's so, uh, mm. and my husband is more into planting. My other one likes to water, the other one likes to weed. So all, all of us have a different, you know, you see, we see yeah. how different we are, our strengths and the things we like, and, and that's a joy to be able to do that as a team, we have our little conflicts here and there because we don't see different, <laughs> we see different, yeah. we, we want the head to a certain way and we pick plans and the way we're doing it. Uh, but in the end, we come to a consensus and we are doing it and it's been fun. It's been a joy for me to oh. do that. Yeah. What a great visual, man. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I love yeah. just, like you say, even just seeing just the different strengths and things mm -hmm. that each of you like as you're doing a, a task like that, that is so visual. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you'll have to send me a picture when that yeah. little hedge. I'd love to see that. I'm going to need so. a new, a good manicure, though. You know, I haven't gotten <laughs> a manicure like in three years, but I think now it's about the time. <laughs> That's the, great. Yeah. Yes. Well, Paola, thank you so much for taking time to yeah. um, give us a little glimpse about you and your strengths and what that looks like in another yeah. country and another part of the world. And so it's just been just awesome to be able to be with you. Thank you so much. Take care. Yeah, thank you. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at Barbara Colwell. C-U-L-W-E-L-L dot com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.